Welcome to Daily Living. My name is Shirley, and here on Daily Living, we focus on our daily walk with Christ. I will sometimes refer to myself or others as an FOC, and it simply means a follower of Christ. But to get a little bit deeper, it means that I strive to live my life according to the Holy Spirit's teaching of scripture and not by man's doctrine. So if you are a babe in Christ, or you're a Christian, and you're looking to get closer with the Father, or maybe you've lost your way, and you want to find your way back, maybe you're not a Christian at all, but you feel empty on the inside or you hear the call of God on your life. If that's you out there, then you are in the right place. I pray that God uses me as a vessel to lead you to Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, I want to take a minute to just talk about the senseless killing, the senseless act that took place both in El Paso and in Ohio. Over 40 people lost their lives. I just want to take a minute, a moment of silence. The life, the breath that God has breathed into our lungs doesn't mean anything to people anymore. How can you take away that which you didn't even bring into the world? What what gives you the right to take a life? Purposely. Today's topic 
is called The Kingdom of God is at Hand. I really just want to ask this question. Are we living in the last days? Is this the last days? The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 18, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 reads In fact everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted First Peter chapter 3 verse 14 reads Even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidations and do not be troubled. I thought long and hard And I started to do research and I know I've had heard stories, but I wanted to read a few stories about what the treatment that Christians are having, are getting, not only inside of the United States, but also outside of the United States. We are often distracted with social media, Facebook, Instagram, entertainment. There are so many distractions at our fingertip that sometimes we miss the important information. In South China, A hundred Christians were snatched in an overnight raid. The worshipers were taken from their homes and off the streets in a coordinated crackdown. A pastor was among these arrested, those arrested. And this is all in an effort to close down one of the country's most prominent Protestant house churches, a hundred Christians. Now, they weren't in the church, they were in their homes. They were brutally taken out of their homes, they were injured, there were pictures of their scars, their wounds. And what are they guilty of? 
They're guilty of being Christians. Iran. In the last seven days, police have reportedly arrested 114 Christians, nearly 150 in the past month. The onslaught of arrest is part of the government's attempt to warn, to warn the Christians. And this is in Iran. There are similar stories going around here. Nigeria. An anti-Christian attack in Nigeria threatened precarious balance of faith. A deaconess in the redeemed Christian Church of God was kidnapped along with four others. Thankfully, they were returned. But just a week before that, a reverend was shot and killed in the south of the country. In Nepal, we have a Christian from South Korea that was charged for attempting to convert. That's a charge. And the penalty, if found guilty, calls for as much as five years in jail or a fine of up to $50,000. I read similar stories like this in the Philippines. And another thing that triggered this story for me was, or I should say triggered this episode for me, was a street preacher that I follow in Toronto. Um, he does YouTube videos and he was arrested for preaching the word of God on the street during a pride parade and the charges were disturbing the peace now the video that he captured I believe was over an hour long. And when you watch the video, you clearly see that everyone else was the aggressor. He was the one assaulted, but he got arrested. The pastor got arrested, even though the pastor was assaulted. And I followed that story to see the outcome because things like this just don't happen why would it happen this is 2019 why would we get arrested for speaking preaching the word of God it turned out that 
they try to put more charges instead of dismissing the charge they try to put on more charges what is his crime being a Christian speaking the word of God Texas right now as we speak is trying to ban Christianity with the bill to exalt LGBTQ ideology over the rights of Christians. Are we living in the last days? In Colorado, I believe that the year was 2013, there was a baker, a cake shop, that was determined to have unlawfully discriminated against a lesbian couple by refusing to sell them a wedding cake. The baker stated that it was against his religious belief. And this story went all the way to the Supreme Court. It was eventually dismissed. But this same baker went along and got sued two other times for again refusing to bake cakes for about anything that went against his religious belief. There are stories like that going all around the United States, outside, and this is an increasing thing. Christians are getting persecuted. Because the world don't want to hear truth. This is no different when Jesus Christ walked the earth. People didn't want to hear truth. The priests, the leaders did not want to hear truth. So they persecuted Jesus. Sometimes I wonder if Jesus was to come right now, would we still persecute him? John chapter 15 verse 18 reads, If the world hates you, Keep in mind that it hated me first. Jesus tried to warn us about this. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 reads, First of all, you must understand this. 
In the last days, mockers will come and following their own desires will ridicule us. People don't really believe, do they? When you truly become an FOC, a follower of Christ, you all of a sudden don't fit in. You are ridiculed because people don't understand why do you live the way you do? I had someone tell me that well you live according to the way you want to live and I had to correct her and tell her I live according to the scriptures I live according to the Holy Spirit So if the Holy Spirit tells me today, surely you need to tie your head for a week and pray. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not focused on what the church is telling me to do. I'm focused on what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. That's the reason why I seek Him. That's why I try to be obedient and line up and hear his voice. So when the Holy Spirit move, I move. This is why it's so important for us to have a relationship with God. Because many times we put God in a box. How can we try to understand the creator the creator of the world we can't put God in a box there's nothing that he cannot do he can make the impossible possible So many times we think that we have to be a certain way, do a certain thing. When God is asking you to follow, let him lead you. And sometimes he's going to lead you into directions that you're not sure about. But because of your faith, you will follow anyway. You have to walk into places that don't make sense. You'll do things that don't make sense to you. I had a a similar event, similar situation when at that time I was really just loving just being in his presence i i didn't do anything but prayed and you know spend time with god and i felt so close to him and as i was praying and worshiping i heard the lord say 
quit your job. I stopped in the middle of everything. And I looked up and I was like, what, Lord? Quit my job? But you gave me the job. How are you going to tell me to quit? So I thought, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not hearing right. But this kept happening for like two weeks. Every time I would pray, it's like in my spirit, it wasn't a word, in my spirit, I sensed that the Holy Spirit said, quit your job. And so when I finally walked out on faith and left the job, I got like, I think maybe three weeks after I left and I was preparing to go work at another place. I got a call from some of the coworkers and the girl when she called me, the first thing she said, she was like, girl, you got out at the right time. And she started to tell me what they were going through. See, I didn't know why the Holy Spirit kept telling me to leave. I had no idea but I walked out on faith. That's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live according to what he tells us to do with him leading us. Second Timothy chapter three, verses one to five reads, but mark this, There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of good treacherous rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And it goes on to say, have nothing to do with such people. Does that sound familiar to you? 
lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful. These are things that we are experiencing today. We live in a world that tells you YOLO and that pushes desires. Sometimes what it takes to serve, what it takes to be in FOC, it takes sacrifice. Sacrifice from the things that you want. Sacrifice from the things that you desire. Sacrifice from putting something else before you. Sacrifice of your life. That's what it takes. And having a form of godliness. This is all part of the doctrine that's out there. A relationship with God is what's necessary. See, one of the things that I like to cover when I think about what life is like today, how we're so distracted. We're not aware of what is actually taking place around us because we're so busy scrolling. We think that by liking a scripture makes it biblical by saying to someone, I will pray for you that, you know, this is biblical It's not enough to just like a scripture or post a scripture or say, I will pray for you if you're not going to get on your knees and pray for that person. Sometimes what I like to tell people is when we read in Genesis chapter 3 verses 2 to 5, This is the scenario of when the serpent came to Eve. And it goes, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I don't know if this is a scripture or if it's a saying. But they say the the devil doesn't have any new tricks. He just uses the same tricks over and over again. This is Genesis, the beginning of time. Even back then, his way of tricking Eve was to tell her 
that she can be like God. That was how he tempted her. Today, everybody is still being tricked by the same thing to be like God. Everybody want to be God. Everybody want to find a goddess inside of them. Here's the scripture. It's the same line. It's the same pickup line. He's still using the same trick. So are we living in the last days? Really think about that. Because there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely nothing. The enemy has been at this since Genesis. And he ain't never stopped working. He's still working. When I read this scripture, it put everything in perspective. Because I run into people that want to tell me about finding the God in me. I don't want to find a God in me. I want the Holy Spirit in me. That's what I want. Because I'm not God. I was created like God. But I am not God. That's the trick of the enemy. And so people have been turning to become lovers of self. Lovers of money. They're prideful. Because you think that you are God or that you can reach a level of godliness, enlightenment. All of this because we have a false sense of godliness. We don't love God. We love ourselves. We love pleasure. We love unholiness. We like pride. We're going to be abusive, disobedient. That's the world that we live in now. I don't want to fall for the trick of the enemy anymore. So if you would like to be full and complete, if you want to tell Jesus Christ right now, I don't want to be fooled anymore. The enemy's been tricking us since the beginning of time. Open my eyes so I can see. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Or if you're a Christian and you've gotten lost in the world and you would like to recommit yourself to Christ, why don't you just say this prayer with me? Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. 
I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that he was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is alive today. I choose to follow, obey, and accept your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that this teaching bless you. Until next time, beloved.